Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, presented by HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, Mike, it has been a good day. It's been a good day? Really? Why Why? Why is that? Because have you checked the Watching the Boxes Listener League? No, I... Uh... You know, I decided to take, since there were so few games tonight, I decided to uh, depress myself and uh, continue watching Ken Burns' Vietnam this, this evening instead of watching uh, Fancy Basketball. A little negligent on my, uh, on my part when it comes to Fancy Basketball today. All right, so I rode the back of the great Kyle Anderson, Mike. To take oh, my the, gosh. To take the lead in our matchup. So it was 5-4. to four, um the champion, the number, the guy in first place, me, uh, over Tyler, going into tonight, and you had one guy play, and for some reason, uh, Kyle Anderson had the game of his life, <laughs> and you you barely snuck ahead, and now it's five for you. You you know I picked up Kyle Anderson though, right? He's been getting like seven rebounds a game, and we talked about this yesterday, right? I'm trying to win that rebounds. He got his seven, four assists, put, pulled me ahead in that category. And I feel like I'm taking you out this week. What do you think you, about that? You, you, called, you called your shot. You said you're going to get Kyle Anderson. I'm uh, just going to remind you that it is um, – there's still three days left in this week. And um, there oh, are no, plenty my matchups of games end, to be My matchups end on Thursday. That's that's just how it works in this league. Well, weird because uh, <laughs> Yahoo – I don't think Yahoo works that way. I'm going to put a pause on your team, lock your roster so you can't change it. I think that it, that would be the only way you would actually uh, end up winning, as if you could do that. Oh, I got you. No worries at all, Mike. You are losing your mind. Nah, there's no, there's no possible way. I'm going to drop like me. 50 on the Cavs tomorrow, and I'm going to be way ahead. Jimmy Butler is just starting to get hot. And, and you know, you know Anthony Davis is just going to like, you know, you can't let DeMarcus show him up like that after DeMarcus's big night. The other night, you know Anthony Davis is going to go off for sure. Uh, is is it me or are they like a great defensive team against centers? Like they crushed Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, I, I think it's pretty easy. They just both show up. They just go, yeah, feel free. Feel free to try to get through me or Anthony Davis. Good luck. Well, and it makes the other man use use his fouls so quickly that like a lot of guys are getting in foul trouble because you can't guard both of those maniacs. No, that's I think that's the real key right there is the, is the is the foul trouble. But like, I mean, Boogie is huge, is enormous, and Anthony Davis isn't just long and athletic. So it's it's I don't know if anyone can really go against uh, one of them, let alone two of them. Yeah, no, so that could be something to watch, right? If you have your big man going against the Pelicans, um, be it Hassan Whiteside, be it Carl Anthony Towns, um, you might want to expect a somewhat subpar game. Yeah, it's pretty surprising, actually, that, you know, we're talking about the top, the top-tier centers, uh, like Carl Anthony Towns having a, having a bad night against the Pelicans. What do you think um, this Saturday Robin Lopez is going to do against the Pelicans? Oh, God. I mean, he is the top of the top tier, right? So, I mean, he's probably taking out the Pelicans. I think Robin Lopez single-handedly wins the game, and the Bulls go on to not get a lottery or not get a top three pick. So, did you did you hear this Hoiberg quote where he's 
gonna let Portis right back in the rotation? How much crap is that? That's pretty. That's pretty shocking, but um, I'm a. It's actually going to talk pretty about pretty terrible, awful. Well, no one's me. trying to no one's trying to act like uh, Fred Hoiberg is a good coach or anything like that. But here, here's I, I'm actually going in a little bit different direction because all of the reactions from the players, not the not the coaching staff, not the front office, but the players, seems to have been. Very corporate, very, yeah, Bobby shouldn't have punched him. Yeah, Bobby shouldn't have punched him. Yeah, Bobby shouldn't have punched him. Nothing else. No, like, Nico's my boy. I went and visited him. I went and talked to Nico, blah, 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 all this other stuff. None of that. And I'm thinking something something legit might have happened here where Nico, I was, I'm all against Bobby Portis, and I would like to get rid of Bobby Portis, and I'm all on Team Nico. Uh, unless it comes out that Nico you know, said some vile shit or did some vile shit to uh, Bobby Portis to warrant getting punched in the face. And which I've said before in on this podcast, I don't think there's much you could do except for a, a very small group of things to warrant getting cold cocked in the, in the face to get put in the hospital. And that's why I'm still out on Bobby Portis. But the fact that he's just going to move back right in the rotation does what shock me enough to think like something maybe happened. When it didn't look like he was in the rotation at all, right? So you punch the man who was probably ahead of you in the rotation and actually going to get minutes and you weren't to get minutes. I mean, that just makes it look so much worse to the organization. Now, you're right, maybe Miritich slept with his woman or, I mean, you never know, right? You We're never, never know. Gonna, you never, never know. Never going to know that part of the story, but. It's the, it's the Bill Simmons theory that it's either, it's always about gambling or women. <laughs> it probably was. It's one I mean, of the never, two. You never know. It just seemed crazy to me. And he looks uh, like he looks both. <laughs> so I am not uh, excited about Mr. Bally Ford as being in the rotation myself. No, I'm not either. I don't want to see any um, significant time taken away from Lowry Markin's development. And I don't want to see his development um, with Bobby Portis. I don't want to see um, Lowry Markin play with anybody other than Chris Dunn. I don't. No one else on that team is going to last longer than a year. Oh, never mind. Campaign uh, did get resigned, so a campaign will last until next season for sure. But uh, oh, no golly. one's going to be on that team. Man, Cameron Payne. Oh, God, that guy is a trash person, and I, I, he should not be playing basketball. The best thing he's done is a handshake with Russell Westbrook in the NBA. That's what's funny. That was like four years ago. He's still riding high on that. Dude, sometimes handshakes last forever, man. He's like Kid Cudi, still still touring off that album twelve from 12 freaking years ago. Hey, man, whatever works for you. You got to make your millions somehow. I guess, I guess you're right, because he's going to make like $3.2 freaking million dollars for being worse than everyone else in the league. It's amazing. So let, let's actually get into... Some uh, breaking, well, not breaking news, but some some of the news around the fantasy world from uh, over the last 24 hours, 48 hours, and um, a couple of interesting things. Nothing uh, too revolutionary, right? But um, there were a few uh, announcements of players coming back, and um, including a player that v- people are very hopeful in coming back because 
really there was no timeline, not no word out of Spurs camp and Kawhi Leonard. Pop is hopeful that Kawhi Leonard will re- be returning in three weeks. Uh, is that good news to you, or are you still super se- skeptical about what's happening in San Antonio? Oh, man, my skepticism level has reached an all-time high. Anytime anyone says I'm hopeful, that probably means three weeks if something unexpected happens. I'm thinking we're probably looking at at least a month. More of no Kawhi Leonard, which stinks if you picked him in the top, you know, seven, eight. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I stand by my pre-season statement that, you know, taking him – outside of the first round was a mistake. And that's because there was just no news. If that, if that video of him limping into the airplane came out before the season, well, then I would have changed my, my mind real quick. And I was with you, but my hesitancy was when he said, he's going to miss a game. One game is what they said. And and everyone saw it, right? I balked in the listener league. I'd taken him. And my hesitancy came from the fact that, they, you know, they said this was an injury from last season, and he had all off season to rest and heal it, and then he was still going to miss the whole preseason, and it just didn't sound good. Now, I mean, the preseason was a whole month, so you, I mean, like, how long does an injury take? That was the question, and so it seemed like it was still good. But every time in a draft, right, if he was there at like pick eight, pick nine, I always went with somebody else. I went with John Wall. I went with Chris Paul. I went with Jokic. I went with somebody over him just because I was like, man, I, I don't know. I guess the red flag was that it wasn't a new injury. It was the injury from the playoffs. Yeah, right? So he had how many months to heal it? Yeah, that's the red flag there. And not even playing one preseason game, that should have been another red flag. But personally, I'm just not used to NBA teams. You know, this happens in hockey where they don't even report the injury or in the NFL where they, you know, play fast and loose with, you know, oh, he's probable, he's questionable, he's maybe, he's I don't know. Davey usually doesn't pull that crap. Oh, man, Pop pulled another dirty move tonight, too, by changing the starting lineup, and, like, even the PA announcer didn't announce it. See, I mean, Pop, Pop's just uh He's just light, being dirty old years. He's light years ahead of everybody. Yeah, man, he's just pulling every all, this, all the stops, I guess. So if there's probably – only a couple, maybe a week more where if people haven't seen that particular tweet or didn't watch the Spurs game tonight and they own Kawhi Leonard and they're getting real fed up, this might be the last time you can buy low on Kawhi Leonard. Because I still think if he's going to come back and he's going to play, the second half of the season he is still going to be a a top 10 potential guy. Um. All right. Let's see. Let's see who Mike, if guy, and he wanted Kawhi Leonard in a one for one trade. Let's see who Mike would trade away. Let's. Um, all right. Let's do it. Let's let's play. Who you own Kawhi Leonard one on one right now at this point of this early November season, the game. You own Miles Turner. Uh. Would you trade away for Mr. Kawhi Leonard? I'm worried about that Miles Turner concussion. Is he is he okay? Like he's well, been out for he's, weeks. He's finally concussion. doubtful for tomorrow's game instead of out. So, so that's a positive sign that he's actually finally been listed as something other than out on the day before the game. So one like a concussion, maybe it shouldn't 
people are saying, like, why is he out so long for a concussion? But number two, if a concussion is severe enough, and, and it's and not, it's, and if it gets reaggravated, that can really right. affect, that affect Miles Turner for months. Yes, it's not a linear progression with a concussion, right? Like no. with a broken bone, it gets a little more healed and healed every day. You can have symptoms for weeks and then not have symptoms for a couple of days, do some activity, get the symptoms back, and basically restart the whole process over with that new concussion protocol and all that stuff. So, oh, yeah. and even like a, a minor kind of hit to the head can re aggravate it into, you know, a, a more severe concussion because you're still recovering from the last one. Yeah. So, I mean, and I wouldn't say any concussion, right? This minor, like, they're all pretty serious, um, even if you don't miss that much time. So, I mean, it's always kind of worrying anytime anyone gets a concussion. Yeah, I, res- I respect the NBA taking a uh, a real actual policy on concussions, unlike a uh, certain other league who doesn't seem to care about the well-being of their players or uh, paying them guaranteed contracts. Huh. All right, you stalled enough. Who do you want? Let's go. I think I was, I'm, I'm going to – ooh, this is a tough one. I think this is right around the wheelhouse. I think I still like Miles Turner. I think Miles Turner could have a really good year this year. Um, if, if Kawhi Leonard isn't going to be back for another month or so, and then it's going to take him another month to get back into playing shape. And then it's going to take him another month to get back into top 10, you know, type caliber player. You know, that's a very, very long time while Miles Turner could be a top 15 player that, that for that entire length of of time. All right. I'll, I'll buy that. I'm taking um, Miles Turner. Paul Millsap or Kawhi Leonard? Oh, Kawhi Leonard. Um, Al Horford or Kawhi Leonard? Kawhi Leonard. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna up the game a little bit here. Uh-oh. CJ McCollum or Kawhi Leonard? Ooh. Well, it'd have to depend on what else I have in my my roster, as always, for all of these things. But in a vacuum, I think I'm I'm going Kawhi Leonard. Okay, so I mean we're talking right there and somewhere in that second to third round range, right? And that's that's still a high price to buy someone who maybe is back in three weeks, right? And so I mean that's we talk yeah. about sometimes buying low on people, and I mean that's that's a nice value, right? We we said in the beginning of the season, Kawhi Leonard's probably in that top eight pretty firmly once he gets fully back to health. So that's a nice little discount, but that's still a lot to give up. And I think, I think some guys might, I mean like. Pick a hot player and try to trade him off for Kawhi Leonard. Maybe a Marcus Saul who's been playing good, right? Maybe you can yeah. make that deal. Maybe you can make. I mean, you know, just look for someone hot. I mean, Ricky Rubio. You can trade Ricky Rubio for Kawhi Leonard. Now, obviously, you know you got to know you're giving up big assists. But yeah. Otto Porter's think- been hot. I think that's a no-brainer. Uh, Victor Oladipo's been hot. I think you would much rather have Kawhi Leonard than Victor Oladipo. That's what I mean. Um, just try to capitalize on a hot start maybe and get Kawhi yeah. Leonard and just hope he comes back and he's awesome for you. And, and that's a good way to win your league right there. Yeah. A lot of people don't look at the long term. They look at the short term. They look at how they're win- what they're doing with their weeks, how they're winning their weeks. And uh, if you've got Kawhi Leonard and you're just struggling, you're 0-3 right now uh, most likely. and uh, Or, you know, you're at the bottom, whatever. You're like 3, 8, and whatever whatever the numbers are these days. Um, I don't even know what week it is anymore, but you're at the bottom half of your league or maybe even real close to the bottom. You you just want to get some wins in there. So if your team's doing pretty well, you could really push yourself over the top with that trade. I'm with you there. Tyler, have you tried draft.com yet? 
So here's what happened. I deposited my money, and then I realized that today was a two-game slate, and I said, who wants to do a draft on a two-game slate? No offense to anybody or any NBA schedule makers. who, But I will be making my debut on Friday if anyone wants to take me on. I Yeah, and if any of our listeners want to take uh, either myself or Tyler on, tweet at us, signing up for draft.com with the promo code BOXES, B-O-X-E-S, and uh, we will make sure we get in touch with you on the app in order to win money from us because draft.com allows you to play daily fantasy basketball every single night. And not just basketball, right? You can play NFL oh. if you're a fan. You can play some hockey, I think. You can play. That's true. You can, I, mean, I think there's even golf on there. That's right. Don't sell yourself short, man. If you're a fan of something else, you can play it all using our promo code boxes. Yeah, it all applies. And you can use your PayPal to uh, deposit and withdraw, which I think is a, is a really nice uh, feature that they should probably sell a little bit more on, on their promos. And you can win cash. You can play every night. It's uh, You do a snake draft with um, – you can do it with head-to-head. You can do it with three people, six people, ten people, even – I think there's a couple of leagues that are a little bit bigger than that. And games start at just as low as $1. And the cool thing is, right, the draft takes, like, minimal amount of time. You can draft in, yeah, like five minutes. Yeah, that's it. And every night's a new draft. You don't really have to manage these teams. You you draft a few guards, a few forwards, and a center. And you let it play out that night, and tomorrow's a new day. So it's daily fantasy basketball, but different because you're not going against a bunch of people who everybody has uh, Carl Anthony Towns, and everybody's got the same teams. No one can have the same team because you're actually in a snake draft to start every one of these nights. And it's not like DFS where you have to do hours of research, right? Because there's so many players, right? Like you're, if there's 10 people in your thing, you're picking 50 guys. So you only five spots. Yep. So it's not, you only basically are looking at the real top end talent. Yeah, you don't really have to, if, especially if you don't like to, you know, you don't have to look for those guys who are, you know, two, $2,000 who are going to barely make your roster, right? You can go out and draft whoever you want. And yeah, you're not putting Noah Vonley in there, right? You're putting no. Steph, Steph Curry and, you know, the studs. Just pro tip, just always draft Joel Embiid. Just do it. He's the, well, even, if he's not, even if he's not playing, just draft him. Or, or don't draft him when he's hurt. If he gets hurt, don't draft him. Don't draft him on the the second part of a back-to-back, I guess, either. Do pay attention to that. But if you use the promo code BOXES, you will get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit on draft.com. You can go to draft.com on your web browser, or you can download the app. Uh, it is in Google Store and the iTunes um, proprietary store as well. So go do that today, and if you tweeted us that you used the promo code BOXES, we will um, give you the opportunity to take our money by playing against us on Draft.com. You'll take mine. Think- I'm telling you, you'll take mine. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm going to take your money too, Tyler. We're going to have to play soon. Some other news around the league. Rayshon Rondo is targeting a November 17th return, which means the uh, – the collective value of everyone playing on the Pelicans is about to go down. Yeah. Um, so the question is, right, if Rondo's on your waivers, which he is in about half of Yahoo leagues, is today the day you pick him up? 
Hmm. You're still you're gonna have to roster him for a whole basically two weeks. I don't think so. I think I, I'd wait till about halfway through next week. Depending on the the size of the league, if I'm in a standard league, and I really need assists, then maybe I I pull the trigger a little bit sooner. Maybe the next uh, by the end of this week to make sure I won this week. But I'd rather wait till the middle of next week where I can you know adjust accordingly to like we talked about in the last episode when we talked about head to head strategy which everybody should go check out and listen to because uh, that applies to any week, really. About halfway through the week, I'd probably pick up Rondo sometime around the 8th or the 9th of next week. Um, a couple players that I'd like to ask you who you'd rather have for the rest of the season that Rajon Rondo or this person. Ready? All right, let's 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 do it. Uh, Rajon Rondo or Patrick Beverly? Mm. Rest of the season, huh? Yep. So you got to miss two weeks of Rondo where you can have Patrick Beverly for maybe the rest of the season. I don't know. Maybe he gets hurt at some point. Maybe Rondo gets hurt again. You never know, right? Yeah. Um, hmm. This, I think this is a pretty good question. Um, Patrick Beverly has been playing really well. But not only that, Patrick Beverly is, is, is a starter. And... You know what? And scoring more than he's ever scored, right? I, I, mean, I think I'm taking Patrick Beverly here because Rondo is hit or miss um, and, a lot of times, and, and Pat Bev has seemed to be pretty consistent so far this year. And here's the thing I'll say about Rondo, too. He's a three-category guy, and he gives you not much else in the rest of the categories. I it mean, hurts you, really, in, in a couple. Right. That's what I mean. I mean, he's great assists, right, and great steals, and pretty darn good rebounds for a point guard. But his nine points and not even a three a game and no blocks and terrible percentages don't help you. And then, obviously, he's a ball-dominant point guard, so his assists are like three a game. And, I mean, obviously, that's not killer, but then you got guys you know who get less than one a game, so it's, it's a significant amount. Um, we talked about this yesterday, um, kind of where – Scoring is up. Three-pointers are obviously up. Everybody's aware of that. But scoring is up this year, too. And someone like Rondo, who um, was maybe valuable three years ago, even when he wasn't scoring or hitting that many threes and missing a lot of free throws, uh, you put him in the league now, and you start looking at the way he ranks against other waiver wire players. And it might not be terribly worth it. Nine points isn't um bearable really anymore because you got guys on the waiver hitting 15 Malik Monk hit 25 the other night. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Um, so here's another one, Rajon Rondo or Nick Batum. Batum is out two to three weeks, right? Uh, they announced that yesterday. Yeah. I know that I meant Nick Batum. I just think his ceiling is much higher as well. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's Batum once he gets back and healthy, right? He's probably a top 50 player. Whereas, I don't think Rondo is unless you have a very specific build that you're building around where you're punting some categories where Rondo stinks at. Um, I think Batum could be really good. And I think now is the time to sell high on one Kemba Walker, right? I don't think so. Kemba's been awesome though. Like if you can trade, if you can trade Kemba for, Oh, uh, Draymond green. It's a strange trade, but I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, this like Kimba Walker is definitely probably playing at his highest usage 
right now, but I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of Kimba Walker. He's doing what Kimba Walker does. So I don't think he takes a huge hit when Nick Batum comes back. Uh, Nick Batum doesn't really need the ball in his hands, doesn't take a ton of shots away from Kimba Walker. So I, I'm not too worried about um, Kimba Walker's value being destroyed by Nick Batum. I think that Kemba Walker easily loses half assists. I don't think Kemba Walker is a 25-point-a-game scorer like he's been doing this year. I don't think Kemba Walker shoots 48%. So I definitely think you sell high on Kemba Walker if you can sell him for Damian Lillard. I mean, he was basically an end-of-the-second or third-round player in my book. If you can sell him for a high second-round player like a Lillard or someone like that, Kyrie Irving, John Wall. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, Jimmy Butler Kimba, might be the perfect the, one, right? Yeah, Jimmy Butler, uh, all those guys who were in the top middle of that second round, all those guys would be worth moving uh, Kimba Walker for one of those guys, for sure. That's just selling high on Kimba Walker. That's not selling high on Kimba Walker because Nick Batum's coming back. That's just getting rid of Nick uh, Kimba Walker when he's playing out of his mind. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, I'm not saying that – I mean, Nick Batum – People will say that's what caused it, but it's not really that. It's just that Kemba Walker is playing over Kemba Walker's head right now. Yeah, he's playing great. I actually think um, the guy to sell high on because Nick Batum's coming back is Jeremy Lamb. Yeah, Jeremy Lamb's probably well. You know, who's going to play the uh, who's going to play the two when um, Batum comes back? Wouldn't it still be Jeremy Lamb? No, I think Batum will play the two. Kid Grokis will just slot in there at the three when he gets healthy enough to and quits getting sick and doing whatnot. Um, Kid Grokis is terrible. Yeah, but the difference is Kid Grokis is a good defender, and I don't think Lamb is. Uh, no, Jeremy Lamb is a pretty bad defender. Yeah, Jeremy Lamb takes the uh, the hit here. Yeah, Jeremy uh, Lamb goes to what, like a 15-minute sure. game, maybe 20? I mean, like he's going to lose significant minutes when – team comes back, so I think now's the time that you try to sell him for anything you can get, right? I mean, I don't, I don't even think he's really ownable once Nick Batum comes back. Yeah, I, I doubt it. In fact, I, if they want to bring in someone who could score off the bench, they're probably just going to bring in Malik Monk. So that's what I mean. He, I mean, like there could be nights where he's out of the rotation because they play Monk and some of those other guys, and he just doesn't really get. I mean, he gets like eight minutes. I mean, yeah, this is the possible. time to get rid of Jeremy Lamb, like right now. Uh, very, very soon. And then on the flip side of that, on the Pelicans, with Rondo coming back, Etwan Moore probably takes the, the the huge drop from playing 31 minutes a game and, and being somewhat decent to just being a bench player. So I'm not sure you can get too much for Etwan Moore, but someone on this team you probably could get some uh, value out of, even though uh, sadly he did not play well enough to really merit uh, a a Kimball Walker situation where you can sell high. Uh, Drew Holiday, I'd just sell him to to sell him because Rondo is going to just completely um, ruin Drew Holiday's value. Um, so you want to meld it into some Twitter questions we got or some some questions we got from listeners? Because yeah. mine involves Mr. Drew Holiday. So this is what we want to start doing here near the end of the week is uh, if you guys have questions you'd like us to answer – on the show, feel free to tweet at us. You can tweet at Tyler at Watsy4444. And you can tweet at me at Watch the Boxes. So let's do some listener tweets. All right. So I got this question just today. 
Sure. Um, and it was he wanted to trade his Drew Holiday and TJ Warren for Chris Paul. His Drew Holiday and TJ Warren for Chris Paul. I think you you have to do that if if they're going to say yes. That's a- that's what I said. I said, that's a slam dunk for me, okay? Drew Holiday's going to lose value when Rondo comes back and play the two-guard, which, I mean, is Drew Holiday really a two-guard? I don't I don't think he's a great two-guard. TJ Warren is locked in the minute split with Mr. Uh, Josh Jackson, right? Where like, And, and, and right now he's, he's, he's shooting well. He's hitting a lot of – he's getting a lot of sexy points, right? And people love it when someone sh- scores 30 points. They're like, ooh, that guy's going to be good, right? It's like – yeah, sometimes guys score 30 points. Especially yeah, and, TJ Warren. Well, and TJ Warren, right, is just a, a high-efficiency scorer. He he always yeah. kind of has been. But, I mean, what else has he really given you? Now the steals and the blocks have been good so far this year, but I don't really think that that holds too much. And so, I mean, I, I'm not a huge TJ Warren guy, especially in 28 minutes a night. And I think as the season goes on, Josh Jackson probably plays more and TJ Warren plays less just because Phoenix I mean, is slowly going to creep out of the – TJ Warren's a standard league player. Yeah, but I mean, we're talking about Chris Paul, who could easily be a top oh, ten player. Yes, I, I, I'm not. I'm definitely not arguing uh, this. This For, trade. Chris Paul, TJ Warren, a top hundred player this year. Yes, no. At the end of the season. At the end of the season, I'm gonna say no. Ooh. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna say. I'm gonna say he's ownable, but he's one of the last three players on your. He's bench guy on our standard league team. Well, you know, I've been saying scoring is up, so maybe that you know that doesn't pull as much uh, leverage as it used to. I'm actually going to say yes. Okay, but you're you're saying back end of that, right? Like you're not. Yeah, saying I'm not saying like 75. No, I'm saying like, is he going to be 80, 90? Yeah, I, I think okay. that that's where it is. He's going to be over 100. And is Drew Holiday a top 50 player at the end of the season? No. Yeah, and you're buying a top 10 player. And this is what I said swung the trade to slam dunk status for me. Uh, Basketball Monster, our friends over there, say Chris Paul is returning on the 11th. Now, that is interesting if he misses that another, is the first I've heard that. Even if he misses another week from that, though, like if he's back by the middle of this month in like two weeks, I'd definitely rather have him than Drew Holiday and TJ Warren in a standard league. Yeah. Hundred percent, and even if he comes back in two weeks and he doesn't look that good, oh, I can't wait because I'm definitely going to be sending out trades for Chris Paul if he comes back and doesn't look very good. Because oh, there. He'll, he'll figure it out. Like he's freaking Chris Paul. He gets hurt every single year for a little while, and he comes back and he looks either okay or great, and then he eventually is great again. Like it, he's he is his value comes from his ability to play make. He's he's not he's never been like John Wall. I cross you over and, and, and go right by you type of player. He's just making better decisions than everyone else and and changing direction really well. So as long as he's healthy enough to do that, I'm not worried about Chris Paul. I'm not worried about Chris Paul one little bit. I mean, he might have some struggling games when he comes back, just readjusting. Yeah. But I mean, after that, I think he's going to be Chris Paul. All right. I got another. I got a. I got another listener question. This one's a little bit more interesting because I think that was that, like you said, slam dunk on that one. Good for that guy. This is a a, a ten 
man standard league. So somewhat shallower of a of a league. Vujovic for Ingram and Gary Harris. Wow. Ingram, um, uh, Brandon Ingram's looked pretty good over the last few games. Gary Harris is starting to put it together. This is a really hard trade to answer without knowing the teams, right? Because Gary Harris and Vujovic yeah. are going to do two completely different things. All of these, all of these questions need context, and I think that's one of the hardest things to articulate and get across because it's almost like you got to do a report on a team to answer a simple question: um, What does your what team is- need? What does your team look like? What does the other team need? Uh, and especially on Twitter, right? Like it's so hard with yeah, uh, it's 120 characters. characters. Yeah. And we're all going to get 280, right? So. Maybe it'll be a little easier. Um, so here's here's my question for you uh, to start this one off. Brandon Ingram, a standard league ownable player? Yes, no. Only right 130, now, 130 people own in a 10 man league. Would Brandon Ingram be one of your 130 men? You know, for his upside, I think I would want. I would want him at the end of my bench right now. So that there's a, that's a different question than saying, is he going to finish in the top 30 versus should he be owned in a 130 person league? Because in a 130 person league right now, today, I'd like to take the opportunity that maybe he ends up putting together in the next month or so. But well, he's- He's you your know, last person that you're keeping owned, right? I mean, yeah, he's like someone like when I'm pissed off at him, I'm gonna stream him, right? And then uh, if he's starting to look man, good, I'll I'll bring him back on the team, right? And your thirteenth man is probably like just a streaming spot that you kind of move in and out every single day. Here's why I, I, I kind of secretly like Brandon Ingram, even though I really feel like he has a long way to go. Is is because there's a distinct potential that he could be above average in every every category, other than free throw, obviously. Well, and field goal. He's not going to shoot a good percentage, I don't think. No, I'm actually see. That's what I'm really surprised at is because you can see, you see guys like Ben Simmons and uh, and Giannis who use their length. If Brandon Ingram easy did baskets, and Brandon do, Ingram doesn't do any of that. So, I mean, if Brandon Ingram pissed off the three-point shot and just said, I'm not shooting those anymore, like those guys do pretty much, yeah, he could do it, but he's not going to. Yeah, and that's what it kind of baffles me because you're seeing it work for both of those dudes, and Brandon Ingram is not taking the hint. Luke Walton isn't coaching him to do that. Um He's got a long way to go, but like I said, I'm I'm t- only taking a flyer here because of his potential. If I had to put money on whether he would be a top 130 player this season, um, I'm, I'm going to say no. So who's got the higher value for the rest of the season, Vucevic or Harris? That's the question. I mean, so yeah, that, I, I guess that's the real question because Ingram, you could take him or leave him. So you're really trading Vuce for Harris. And I actually think it's with uh, – Vujovic hitting threes, I, I think it's him. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think, and I said this a lot in the preseason, where I think Vujovic can easily be a top 40 player. Um, and he might even be somewhere in that 30s range. Uh, I don't think Harris gets quite that high. 
Now you're throwing in Ingram on that side. So maybe that kind of evens it out, but it really comes down to what you need. Right. I mean, if, so if you're, and getting, if you're getting Vooch, this is a good trade. If, if not, I think you're going to, you got to pass. Here's the thing. Like, I mean, what is Harris really going to be better in, than Vujovic in other than, I mean, not even free throw percentage, perhaps? I mean, maybe they shoot a similar free throw percentage. Maybe Harris is better in that. And steals? I mean, those are the, like, the only two things. Right? Yeah. Vujovic gets more blocks. He gets more points. He gets more rebounds. They get like the same assists. Three-pointers. Obviously, Harris is going to be a little better. Sure. So we're talking about two, three categories, and Vujovic pretty much has the rest. Plus, centers, rebounds are hard to get. Yeah, and Vujovic has the ability to get you, like, 10. Yeah. I mean, he might not do it. He might only get you nine, but... I'm not complaining. Yeah, me neither. I I think I definitely want Vujovic over Gary Harris, so that's the way I'm leaning on that. I'm, uh... I'm on board with that uh, that synopsis. All right, you got any? You got another one? I got a few more. All right, go ahead. Rest of the season. I'm gonna say this. This, this wasn't stated, but I'm I'm guessing a nine cat. If you if you're not gonna say anything, I'm gonna guess nine cat that you're and you're not punting anything. Um, Nerlens Noel or Dantas Sabonis. Rest of the season. Kind of a good question. Yeah, and maybe not even a great standardly question. I mean, both these guys could see their value drop below that kind of cut line even. That's that's um, I think this is why this this question is actually pretty interesting because both of these guys could be standardly relevant. They both could be outside of standardly relevancy. Uh one guy, Nerlens Noel, has the talent like the higher ceiling, but his ability to get minutes per game, I think is lower than Sabonis's. Sabonis's ceiling is not as high, but he's going to get the more minutes. This is a very, I think this is pretty much of a, a very strange toss up. They're like exact opposite. Yeah. So I'm going to have to go for Sabonis just because I think he's going to get more minutes. Now, Noel probably gets you the better defensive stats. Yeah, Noel's the better fantasy player. If, if all things were equal, you know, they're both playing 30 minutes a game. But, this is not a question. I mean, no, Noel's not hurt, right? I mean, he's just he's been healthy this year, playing 19.1 minutes through nine games. Yeah. And he's getting you 6.9 points, off, not even a half an assist, six rebounds. Now the steals and the blocks are both 0.8, which you like to see. No three-pointers. I mean, the percentages are good, but there's just nothing there. There's no volume to keep those percentages making a f- real big impact. I mean, I think you got to go with Sabonis at this point and just ride him while he's getting a lot of minutes. And if the um, minutes shift, then maybe you don't want either one. Maybe you want somebody else on the waiver wire, depending on how deep or shallow the league is. One thing I'm a little concerned about Sabonis is what does he look like with Miles Turner in that lineup? And we're about to find out coming this week um or i don't know if it's the next game or if it's going to be next week we already talked about turner um i'm not sure those two can play together if they can now i'm i'm a little bit on sabonis but if they can't rest of the year 
Sabonis ends up being, you know, uh, a standard bench player, which is basically what Noel is. And Noel has the potential to be a better across the board fantasy player. And eventually you would think Noel is going to get starters minutes. Dallas is not, Dallas is is in a full, why wouldn't he? I don't think there is absolutely no damn reason for Dirk Nowitzki to be playing the second half of this season. Yeah, but I think he pissed them off enough by not accepting the $72 million contract or whatever it was that they offered him that I think they might play dudes like Jonathan Motley and Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleber and just throw poop at the wall, man, and just say, I'm not, I'm you're not getting 20 sure minutes. what kind of you know shenanigans the uh, Dallas front office uh, is pulling. My Here, guess is they can always throw like, hey, we're just trying to tank right now. Here's what I'll say. to be worse than the Bulls, that's all. They sucked last year and he got 22 minutes a game for them. Yeah, that's why true. Would, why would he get more than that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just – I don't see Noel getting enough minutes in that situation to be super standard league fantasy relevant, right? Like, that's – the numbers I read are extremely I mean, numbers. But he is standard league fantasy relevant if he's playing like 24 minutes a game. I'm with you there. I wish they'd give it to him. I don't know why he can't play 24 minutes a game. Because they don't want him to. There's that's the only reason. I mean, to be honest, I'd I'm go. Like, I just go home then. Pull a Bledsoe. You know go what I mean? home. If, you're, if, and, the, team, and if the team that that's is signing his, doesn't want you to play, screw off. That's part of his problem too, right? Is he's kind of petulant. I mean, that's what got him thrown off the Sixers and traded away. Was he was crying that he didn't get big minutes. Well, I'll trade Bobby Portis straight up for Norman's Noel right now. And someone's going to pay this dude, right? Or he's just not going to play. He's going to like go overseas and play. Well, I thought I mean, that's kind of what was wild is that no one paid him. He was just sitting there. Yeah. Here's the thing. They offered him like, what was it? Like three years, 72 million, four years, 72 million. And he turned it down. Cause he says he's a max contract player. Like no one's giving you a max contract. bro. He's, he's a bad, he's got a bad agent. Apparently. That's what I mean. So, I mean, if you want to own Nerlens Noel in his 19 minutes, I mean, there's worse players to own, especially if you need steals and blocks. Sure. And, But, I mean, I'm not super excited to own him in a standard league. All right, I got I got one more. Well, I got a lot more, actually. But uh, one more that I actually want to talk about because this ties into some news that happened recently. Apparently, Tristan Thompson is going to be out for another month. And uh, Jay Crowder is apparently entering the starting lineup, which I actually think will be kind of interesting and, and good for the uh, – is going to play more minutes, going to be in the starting lineup. Uh, Jay Crowder, drop Wilson Chandler and pick up Jay Crowder now that Tristan Thompson is out for a month. Is Jay Crowder now a standard see, relevant player? Didn't we see this movie like just a few weeks ago <laughs> when he was starting to begin with? I mean, I don't know, and, and here's what I'll say. What is this rotation going to look like? Is Jay Crowder going to get 30 minutes? I'm guessing since there is no defensive identity on this Cavs team is that Jay Crowder has to become the the dumpster fire Draymond for this Cavs team. And that, I mean that's what I mean if you if you're telling me he's going to get 30 minutes, of course he's steadily relevant, I think. But I mean, he's had 3 games that I'd want to own so far this season. And he started in the starting lineup at the beginning of the season. So, I mean, three out of, what, 
nine, three or eight isn't too many. Small, don't throw that small sample size crap at me. Uh, Jay Crowder is a standardly relevant player if he's playing starters minutes. Yeah, and they're still adjusting, right? We talk about this a lot, right? That I'm, I'm with you. Like, we, don't know, we don't know what that rotation is. We don't. I'm willing to take a flyer on Jay Crowder simply because I know he's a standardly relevant player when he plays 30 minutes. If I take a flyer on him right now, uh, he's better than Wilson Chandler when it comes oh, yeah. to standard league. And Wilson they, Chandler, I mean, is always kind of just a fringy standard league guy anyway. Yeah. So, so, I mean, why, if, why if it's Wilson Chandler and him, yeah. Now, for are going to be a top 100 player, I'm kind of on the fence about that just because I don't know how many minutes he gets for the length of the season. Yeah, so why not take a flyer right now, see what happens, let it play out, run with him for a week or so, if things are looking good, hey, great pickup. If they're not, all right, there's your next streaming guy. Who cares? I'm with you on that. Yeah, I'm just worried it's going to be the 25 minutes he's been getting and not 32 that he needs to be standardly relevant. Worth the um, worth the pickup, though. I'm with worth you. Worth taking a chance. I'm, I'm 100% behind you. I mean, because he's shown us, right, he can be like a top 75, top 80 player. Right, we don't have to. We don't have to squint our eyes and think. Can he do it? He's already shown us he can. Yeah, definitely. All right, what do you got out there? Oh man, okay. There is one guy I do kind of want to talk about. Okay. And it is one Mr. Seth Curry. Now Ooh. they're saying next Wednesday he's back. So all my rumblings are hearing. So. We talk about right for week. The week thing is already gone. It's less than a week. He's forty five percent owned in Yahoo leagues. Do you want him? Uh, in a, in a standard league, I think this is a similar situation as Jay Crowder, right? And I think I'd rather take a flyer on on Jay Crowder simply because I think the Cavs are are desperate to try something new. And Seth Curry with this this injury, which was. A little bit. It's one of those injuries that lingers, and it's one of those injuries that uh, he might not come back. Uh, you know, playing full minutes and, and at full speed, um, it's, it might take Seth Curry a, a little while to get back into playing shape. Along with the fact that you know they got plenty of guards on that team. I think your your thing you said earlier nailed the reason why I think Seth Curry might only be a streamer in twelve team leagues this year. Points no, are up. You keep saying it. Points right? are up. He's a points guy. He hits threes. He gets points. He's a points and threes. And he's pretty, he's and pretty good at that. He's pretty good at that. Okay, so in 29 minutes a game last year, which, I mean, okay, he probably gets that, that's but he doesn't. Fair. Yeah, I think eventually once he's settled in, that's what he's going to be. Right, but I don't right. think he gets 35 with that guard depth and off maybe no. – Injuries come about, then then the narrative changes. Okay, I mean JJ was injured last year. That's that's kind of why he was playing. That right, summer. percentages are great. If you play in a three point percentage league, that makes this guy a ton more valuable because he's going to shoot a great three point percentage. But two threes, two point six rebounds, two point seven assists, almost no blocks, one point one steal, twelve point eight points. What about that? Sounds super enticing to you. Uh, it's one of those things where. 14 points and in, in, in two three-pointers don't really cut it, right? Right. And so if, if that's what he's going to get this year, so like like you're saying, 13 and two, that's not really going to cut it. What helps him, what pushes him over the edge maybe of 
some of those other guys who just get points and threes off the off the waiver wire is the is the one full steal a game and not embarrassing like not not zero assists like three assists is 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 surprisingly a lot better than like 1.1 it doesn't seem like it would be but it definitely definitely is and and i talk about that a lot when it comes to drafting right incremental gains matter so if he gets you two more assists than somebody that adds up over the length of 13 players right also the percentages. So if you're in a nine cat league, you care about most of the categories. Or and if you're in a, a roto league, he's definitely a better roto player, right? I mean, we we can certainly. definitely say that. Oh yeah, definitely. I think that's pretty pretty blatant. Um, but but I, I agree with you. Like, this isn't exciting. It's, he's like a top one hundred guy because he of the percentages and the turnovers and but the you know two threes and a, and thirteen points. That's it. Who isn't getting that these days? I'd like to throw some names at you, see who you'd rather have. Wow. All right. This is the Who Would You Rather podcast is turning into. Uh, like it. One of our personal favorites, Mo Harkless. Oh, 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 why can't you be Mo Harkless? Why Why can't you be Mo Harkless? This would have been – if Mo Harkless was my co-host. For Halloween. Don't tell anyone. That's a great costume. Um. I think I'd rather go Seth Seth Curry right now because I know Mo Harkless is more of a nine cap across the board. He's getting that block. It's hard to get those blocks. Um, is Al Farouk Amino, do we know if he's out? He's, they said tonight out at least a couple of games. Don't know Ooh, what that means. All right, I'll take Mo Harkless this week. Well, obviously Seth Curry's not even playing. But um, I think I'm just a little bit more interested in Seth Curry. I think it's well, pretty close. I'm taking Mo Harkless. You love Mo Harkless. I I just think he's better than Seth Curry. Um, Catavius Caldwell Pope or Seth Curry? Oh, I don't even know what to make of Caldwell Pope. What is what is, what is his deal? Is he is he a person? He is, is he, a real person. I'm is he a real sure. person? I've never seen him in person. <laughs> Come so. on, now you had to have gone to a Detroit Pistons Chicago Bulls game in your life. I. I avoided the Pistons like the plague. Um, probably, man, this is pretty close too. Probably Caldwell Pope because he can do similar things. You know, he he can hit. If you look at his uh, rankings from uh, last season, he's going to get you the points and threes that Seth Curry does. But he's not going to give you that sh- that field goal percentage. He's actually kind of similar. I might actually go back to Seth Curry on this one. Yeah, he's going to give you more steals, though, I think. I'm going with Seth Curry. But he's going to give you less threes and points and less worse percentages. Now, he does give you more rebounds. So maybe that's what you're looking for. I'm on, Seth Curry. I'm on the Seth Curry bandwagon. Get out They're of actually... here, Colorado. All right, how about J.J. Redick? Oh my, my boy JJ, he's 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 getting healthy. Uh, I got a soft spot. It's for JJ Redick. Redick. He's he's won me a lot of leagues, but his um JJ, yeah, I think I have to go JJ Redick. I think it's actually kind of close because sometimes JJ. 
is a bit of an afterthought in the in the Philly offense, it seems. And I know he has been out a couple games, right? And he's just getting right back in the swing of things. And he's also had some pretty some, some pretty good games, and he's getting Playing. a lot more he's getting a lot more playing time. So I'm gonna go with JJ. And right, he's another guy, right? The shooting's just been a little bit poor. He got that little nick of an injury, and then now he's come back, getting the same. Lower back. Don't, I don't the, like that those back injuries. Getting pretty much the same shots though he's gotten with the Clippers. So you got to figure he's probably going to be similar points to what he got with the Clippers uh, once he gets fully healthy. I, I feel like they could utilize him a little bit better because he's doing a lot of hang around on the perimeter, spot up shooting, which obviously JJ Redick is very good at. But JJ's really good at running off of screens, catching and shooting. And it doesn't seem like they run a lot of those types of make the defender chase JJ around 23 screens for the next. 18 seconds and then shoot a fadeaway long two, which by the way, it's not a very good percentage um, shot, I guess. So I get, I get why they're not doing that exact play, but if you can get him open for a three, I, I think he could be utilized a little bit better, but the minutes are there for JJ. And that's why I'll take JJ over Seth Curry. Patrick Beverly or Seth Curry. Uh, I'm on that pet Bev bandwagon right now. I'm taking pet Bev. I'm with you. I just think that Seth Curry's value, I think some people overvalue him, right? I don't know if it's the Curry name or what. I think some people think like, oh, this guy's like, it's like a top 75, top 80 player. And I I just, I don't know that he is. I would probably try to, you know what people think if you look at a player rater, if you look at a nine cat across the board, you know, last year he was in that top 70, top 80. Because of his yeah, percentages, because of his right. turnovers. He yeah. just doesn't really hurt you anywhere, right? I mean, other than blocks, he doesn't get any blocks, but a lot of guards don't get any blocks. That's true. I'm not I'm not t- I'm not picking up Seth Curry for the blocks, obviously, so I'm not too worried about guards getting blocks. Um That's what I mean. Every other category, he's just like decent. He does a little bit, 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 a little bit. Um yeah, I just think that sometimes he gets overvalued. So maybe once he comes back, has a good game or two, I, I like to move him for some of these other guys who I just like a little bit more. Joe Ingles, I'd rather have Joe Ingles than him, I think. So I, I'd actually like to do a little, um, to end the show, a little buy low, sell high. Um, let's throw a, a handful of names out there. And it doesn't have to be buy low, sell high. It could be like, uh, is this guy for real? This guy not for real, you know. Is this is he peaking? So we we kind of already talked about, you know, the fact that uh, Otto Porter and uh, Kimba Walker are probably uh, peaking right now, and that they're not they're not really bad players, but they're definitely they're definitely peaking. And um, one guy I want to ask you about is someone that you were on, and I I would say. I'm not going to go back and listen to the tapes because, uh, you know, I got to, I got to finish that Ken Burns Vietnam series, but it's uh, <laughs> a very uplifting uh, television. But I think we were pretty on with a lot of players in this preseason. And this is the one, one of the guys you were on and uh, that's Steven Adams. He's killing oh, it. Man. Right now. I love me some Steven Adams. I know you do. And so right now, Steven Adams is actually one of the top, centers which is um a dying position by the way um you got because you guys you got guys like uh, anthony davis who can't be uh center eligible because he's got a boogie playing the center you know 
process ridiculous in my mind, but we'll, we won't talk about position eligibilities today. No, we won't. I, every one of the banes of my existence. Why? Why is this guy a forward? I don't know. Do, does it look like I work for ESPN? <laughs> I love that too, right? They think that we can like change it, just like hack into their system and go, okay, there you go. You know, start a start a writing campaign to the ESPN. Like, send. By the way, uh, a a friend of mine does uh, send emails to ESPN about position eligibility, and uh, I'm. I don't think it was him who got someone changed a year ago that really helped him out in his in our league, uh, which really like kind of turned the tables because he took took a guy off a bench and put it on his on his roto team and um it's kind of bs and so we, we we do think he might know someone uh that he's started a relationship with uh, espn who who runs the eligibility so you know start a writing campaign why not hit up old tom carpenter on twitter yeah so it's, it's a good idea um so mr steven adams i love him yeah but he's a 24th ranked player for the season, uh, according to Yahoo and Nine Category, that's pretty good. That's not sticking around, though. <laughs> no, I, 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 well, hold on. Let's 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 dive a little deeper into the world of Stephen wow. Adams. Now, here's okay. Uh, you want me to go, or you want you going to ask me questions? Well, I'll, I'll just ask you a, a few questions. All right, go ahead. Certainly, he is. Averaging sixty-eight uh, percent, which is not sustainable, but sixty percent is sustainable. Fact. So, so he's getting in one more shot a game, but he has better players on his team who can find him. Well, and he gets a lot of dunks and putbacks, right? Like, yeah, Paul George shoots a three and misses it, and he gets a rebound and puts it home. I mean, four point nine offensive rebounds per game so far this year. Yeah, he, last year he averaged a block and a steal. This year he's averaging 1.3 blocks and 1.4 steals. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, I mean, is it's, it possible he, he's playing a little bit more? Right. He, I mean, he's it, playing. Uh, actually, he's only playing like one minute more than last year, on average. Right. Right. Um. He's scoring a few more points. He's getting uh one and a half more shots. And he's not going to turn the ball over, and so that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is like, is this is it sustainable? Well, he's ranked 24th because of his incredibly high field goal percentage, his solid rebounding, and his close to one and a half steals, one and a half blocks. Uh, if anything, that's the part that maybe sneaks down a little bit. But if you, would you complain with 60 percent one one and one with nine rebounds? Not, and and this, is, this is my point. Not sustainable, but not a sell high guy probably because I think you're not going to get the price that you that's going to be his value for the rest of the season. I think this dude could be a top 50 player, and I don't think you're going to get that. He is 24 years old, so it does make sense that he is improving slight, uh, slightly at most things. He's getting more time on the court because Enos Cantor got moved. He's got better players around him. And I think he hit on something real um, important is that he's not a sexy name, so no one's going to go, ooh, Steven Adams? Yeah, I'll trade you Al Horford for Steven Adams. It's not gonna, no one's going to do that. 
Yeah, and I think he's a guy you could maybe buy buy high, if that's a thing. And just yeah. say, oh, oh, I don't believe in this start, right? Neither do you. Give him someone close to where his draft date value was in like the 70s or 80s and maybe get a nice little bargain there. Yeah, that could be um, one of those, um, you know, obviously buy low, sell high is what we always preach. But when you play with guys who obviously know uh, who aren't fantasy beginners who will go, yeah, of course, buy low, sell high. This is a good time to sell Steven Adams because he's ranked 24th. Well, we just told you why, you know, he's ranked 24th. There's some outliers with his percentages, right? But overall, his stats aren't going to significantly drop his rank will, right? But what he's producing in those categories really won't. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's really, you're, you're buying at an adequate price, which is not a, not a very good phrase. It needs to be a sexy, <laughs> sexier. Buy at an adequate price is, is, is a great strategy for fantasy basketball. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm with you there. All right. I got another big man. Who is it? You ready for it? Who, who, it who is, it is? It is one Mr. Brooke Lopez. Oh, busted old Brooke. 23 minutes a game for Brooke. And What's like the Lakers are doing there? this kind of like weird. If you've watched any Lakers games, it seems to me like they're doing a hockey thing where they're like playing lines almost. You know, I, because I try, like I try not to watch a lot of uh, Lakers basketball. Not Brooke Lopez only plays like the beginnings of halves. It seems like, and then like in late in the fourth quarter, he just never sees the court again because we have to play the great front court of Kyle Kuzma and Julius Randle. Yeah, that's a strange predicament. I don't. I mean, is there anything, any news out of L.A. that Brooke Lopez is, like, hurt? No, he's not hurt. He's fine. He's played was, in yeah, every I game. I have not seen any, any news He's just that. not getting any minutes. Yeah. And I think that part of the reason his percentages are not good, other than his free throw percentage, but his three-point and field goal percentage is – He's just not. He's frustrated that he's only getting twenty three minutes when he's Brook Lopez, and everyone knows he's a great player. That's, yeah. I. This is something we're gonna have to monitor, right? Like, I knew. I I know that Brook Lopez. Like, I don't have Brook Lopez on any of my teams, which is why I don't have like a hardcore opinion about Brook Lopez right now. If I owned him, I'd be real pissed off. But you can't sell here. So I guess if but anything, this is, a, this is a this is a buy. This has to be a buy low situation. This guy's a top fifty player. But is he in twenty three minutes? Well, no, but I, 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 why in the world would he play twenty three minutes for the rest of the season? It's the last year of his contract, and they want to play Julius Randle and Kyle Kuzma and Larry Nance. That's my worry. Is I don't know that the minutes are going to go up. And. <sighs> At night, which was nice to see, looks good. Well, it's certainly not like they're trying to win games. He's played over, he's played 29, 32, and 29 in three of the games. The other games, 18, 23, 24, 18, 21. Mm. I just, I don't think there's a world where you're gonna, you're gonna piss off legitimately the best player on your team. By playing him twenty three minutes a night, 
if I had to guess, Brook Lopez will average 29 minutes by the end of the season. And he's the great – he's a great buy low, especially if you can get him for, like, a bench player on your roster, right? Like, some for owners are just going to be super frustrated. And, I mean, he's already down at 96% in Yahoo League. So 4% of people have already dropped him. Yeah, and, people are fickle. So, I mean, and maybe someone's panicking. Or maybe you just have someone who's off to a hot start. Like, I don't know, Jason Tatum. Would you yeah, that'd be, Jason Tatum that'd be a good move. Lopez? Yeah, I, definitely. And you know what I mean? And I mean, you got Jason Tatum probably for relatively free. And now you got a shot at a top 50 player if he can just get minutes. And you just got to hope that Luke Walton gives him the minutes. That's uh, th- That right there is the key, is the minutes and Luke Walton. And uh, as we know, Luke Walton likes to spread those minutes around. Get everybody uh, ample playing time. Everybody's playing upper twenties. Um, we'll see how that goes. It does that 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 does worry me a little bit. But if you like, you're, like you're saying, into the bench guy or a, a bench guy for Brook Lopez is is a, is a no brainer. Yeah, all right, and I think you can make that move in some leagues. Now, if you're in a league with a lot of really smart guys, maybe not, but. Then don't buy Brook Lopez. If you can't buy him for a cheap price, don't buy him. Yeah, it's a buy low situation. It's not a buy at a proper. Pr- it's not a buy at an adequate pl- price situation. I'm exactly 100 percent behind you. All right, I got one more big man, and I want to know if you'd rather have this guy or Brook Lopez for the rest of the year. It's Nusif Nurkic, the Portland man. 269th so far this season by Yahoo's rankings, Mister Nurkic, in nine category leagues because he's turning the ball over like crazy. He's a he's a buy low. So would you rather have Lopez or him? Lopez. I think I might rather have him. I don't know. Just because he's getting more minutes already, um, and I think those minutes probably only go up. He's shooting terrible percentages. Um, I just don't think his his. I think Brook Lopez's ceiling is higher than Nurkic's ceiling. Now Nurkic had a breakout game this evening: twenty eight points. Five assists, five rebounds, three steals. Off to a, you, like you said, really, really slow start. I, I, I might actually argue that the other that the other way, in the sense that if he could do his Portland numbers from last year, he got ten rebounds, which would smash Brook Lopez. He gets you three assists, which is better than Brook Lopez. He gets you one point three steals, which is better than Brook Lopez. He got one point nine blocks, which is what Brook Lopez can do. And it's the it's the percentages in the three pointers that he's not going to give you, and he he does seem to turn the ball over a lot for someone who but, should not be turning the ball over a lot. But aren't steals, rebounds, and blocks harder categories to get than points? In three three pointers, yeah, that is that is pretty true. I think you're making a compelling case. I still think I like Brook Lopez overall. Um. But I think you're making a compelling case that Nurkic might be someone better. Yeah, and I, I, I'm definitely on the, I am definitely on the buy Nurkic low train. Now the question is, how low can you buy him? And as low that, as humanly possible. After tonight, not not anymore. But at, before tonight, would have been a nice buy low. I'll I'll throw some names at you though that I think you might be able to uh, make the move for Serge Ibaka. Or a new Sif Nurkic. Uh, 
Sergio Buck is nice and 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 boring and consistent. I'd rather have Nurkic. I don't know. In a nine category Roto League, I might go Ibaka. Head to head, I'd go Nurkic. I'm with you there, 100. percent Just for the percentages. Uh, let me think here. Lori Markinen. He's been hot. 66 ranked player. Don't do it to me. You know what I'm saying? You might be able to do that. You might be able to sneak that in there. I'm a. I have. I'm very impressed by Lori Markinen. He looks like a. You're a truther, he, man. He he can shoot the ball. He's got a long way to go, but he can shoot the ball. He can score inside the three point uh, arc, and he does look like he makes good decisions with the ball. Um, I think Nurkic is just across the board a little bit better. And I'm worried about Laurie Market being like a rookie. And then I'm also worried about Bobby Portis and Nico Meritich screwing up his rotation. Kind of, it's actually surprisingly, I'm saying it's a toss up, but I, I guess I'm going to go Nurkic, but it's it's actually closer than I thought. Uh, I would, your I Bulls would homerism, I love it. I it's, love it. No, I mean, look at what he's doing. It's 17 points is is not something to. I thought he was going to be three, good, three, three three pointers. I. I, Nine I mean, rebounds in a half a steal, a half a block. I think most people know I write about the Kings, right? For a site called A Royal Pain. And yeah. I championed the entire draft process for the Kings to pick him at number 10 when the Kings had that 10th pick. And every Kings fan told me I was stupid. They said, <laughs> I can't believe you want them to pick this guy. He's trash. You can't play defense, blah, 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 blah. And I kept trying to tell everyone in the world, this dude is a lot better player than you think. And most people told me I was stupid and I was dumb, and I don't hear them saying that anymore. Nah, but sadly, on the on the flip side of that, there's a a contingency of of the mindless Bulls fans who are like, "Oh man, he's like Dirk, but better, and he's one of the best players <laughs> of all time." And I'm like, uh, I've seen, I haven't seen this dude make a fadeaway in anyone's face, and they're like. Oh, you're an idiot. Check this out. And it's like, that is a clip from the Cleveland preseason game. And he made a fadeaway over Kyle Corver. And they're like, that's not a preseason game, bro. That was when we played Cleveland. I'm like, look at the score. We were never up by 10 in the fourth quarter in the regular season. You freaking morons. So there's a lot. I'm not a truther. These losers out here uh, trolling around on the, uh, the the Chicago Bulls subreddit. There's quite a few truthers out there, and they can uh, they can really settle down a little bit. But Laurie Markin, it does look like he's going to be an a starter in the NBA uh, on a on a decent team. So yeah, I think that's it for tonight. If you like what we're doing and you like the podcast, do us a favor, leave us a good rating on iTunes or wherever you download this podcast, give us a review. It really helps people find the podcast. And if you're in a fancy league, I assume you are. If you're not in a fancy basketball league and listen to this podcast, it's really weird. I appreciate it, but it's a strange hobby to have, but tell your, the people in your league about the podcast, other people who are interested in fancy basketball. Uh, it really helps us out. It's one of the, the best things you can do to uh, help 
spread the word of the show and help us continue to do what we're doing here today. Uh, Tyler, where can the people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Watsy4444. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. Feel free to tweet at us with uh, things you'd like to hear on the show and uh, feedback or even just questions about your league. So I think that's it for tonight, everybody. Enjoy your uh, weekend and have a good one.